Good morning, everybody. I'm so happy to be here again, here at LCF in the actual church building. Of course, I'm still missing you all. And I hope that you're enjoying the service so far this morning. Isn't it fantastic? And this morning I am talking about Together We Are Stronger. And I hope you like the little DVD we just watched with the little boy who lost his ball in between the rocks and he couldn't get them out and he goes off. He looks like he's given up all hope and he comes back with like an army of children (laughs) and they just pull those rocks apart because together they knew that they could all help. What a great little picture for this morning's talk. And so this morning um, I was thinking about um, animals, actually. I was thinking about creatures and how they work so well together in the animal kingdom. And I was thinking about herds of buffalo or herds of zebra, and they are prey animals, which means they are under constant threat of being attacked by predators. And what they do is they stay together because they know that together there is strength. Together, in those large numbers, they can look out for each other and keep an eye on each other. And they're much more safe. And they will all walk down to the water hole together to get water. And then they will walk to the grasslands together to get food. They stay together as much as they can. And if one of them sees a predator, they'll warn the rest that there's one coming. And then I was thinking about penguins. And penguins are so adorable, aren't they? But they live in the most atrocious freezing conditions. And it's a wonder that they don't all just freeze to death and die. But the reason they don't freeze to death and die is because they do a penguin huddle. Have you ever done a penguin huddle when you're so cold you just all gather up with a group of friends? So that's what they do. And they huddle together. And the ones in the centre are obviously the warmest. And the ones on the outer edge are the coldest. But they're constantly changing position and and moving into the centre. And the ones in the centre move out. So they all get a turn to stay warm and keep warm. And in that, they have that security and that safety and that warmth. And then I was thinking about geese and how they fly in the V formation. And geese are amazing because what they do is the one at the front causes something called upwash, where they lift the two geese on either side of it. That little bit of upwash, that wind, lifts them up so that they can fly and get like a little bit of a free ride. And then they do the same to the ones outside of them and so on it goes further back. And the one at the front, obviously, he's going to get tired after a while because he's not getting caught up in anyone's upwash. So he'll move to the back and then the next one will move to the front and then they just take it in turns. They're rotating. What an amazing picture of looking out for each other, working together as a team and having some unity as well. Absolutely incredible. And it really made me think about when I was a little girl and I used to go on my holidays to Ireland and we would go down the lane and we would go to the lake. My uh, grandparents owned a farm and there was a lake. So we would all walk down to the lake together. But the closer you got to the lake, the squelchier the mud got and it got very marshy and very wet and quite gross actually but there was always a risk of falling into a mud hole and losing a welly so someone older than you often it would be my dad or an uncle would say to the ones behind 
step where I'm stepping. And as they stepped, we would then move into there where they had stepped and they would create this like little pathway for us. And sometimes it was like a one, one, like a jump from one place to another because like there'd be this big marshy, muddy hole there. But that really gave security to me knowing that if I stepped where they had already placed their foot, I would be safe. I would be secure. It's exactly the same for snow. If you crunch down the snow for a child behind you, they're not going to have to work so hard in walking in the snow. It's the exact same principle. So often it's really good to step where someone else has stepped and work together to make sure that we all get the best. The stronger ones help the ones who are struggling a little bit. And in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 to 25, it says this, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So let's spur one another on into love and good deeds, but especially not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And in these times, it's really easy to not want to watch church online, maybe not want to join that Zoom call with your life group or whatever other group that you're in. But those are the things that we really need to carry on doing because in these times, we've got to be able to kind of change as things are changing. Church is really different at the moment. Church is weird. We're going through a strange season. And one minute we're told we can't do something, then the next minute we're told we can, and then we're told we can't again. And we just have to make and find ways to do things differently. And in Hebrews 13 verse 8, it says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, and today, and forever. So this means that whatever is going on in the world, whatever is going around us, when the when life feels like sand that's shifting, when things can just feel really chaotic, Jesus never changes. He is the same constant in our life. And we need to keep our eyes on him because he is the anchor that will hold us, that will keep us, that will keep us safe and secure. So we need to be encouraging one another. We need to be looking out for one another in these times because, guys, together we are stronger. And, you know, we are really complex beings because as much as we do like being together, the more we do see of each other or spend time with people, the more we can annoy each other as well. And there's a verse in um, Proverbs, and it's in chapter 7, it's verse 17, it says this, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. This is really good, and yet it is sometimes a painful process. So when you're around people that you want to learn from, they're going to sharpen you. That's iron sharpening iron. But when you think about the fact that iron sharpens iron, that is talking about two pieces of iron clashing together. That's how they sharpen each other, by clashing together. And sometimes clashing 
can sound really negative and it can feel negative. But actually, if we're always surrounded in people who agree with everything we say and do, we're not going to learn anything. But if one of your friends turns to you and says, I don't agree with the way you did that, then actually that is someone sharpening you. That is someone making you a better person. Don't be afraid to allow that person to be your friend. So I'm going to talk to you about the book of Nehemiah at the moment because it's a really amazing story. Nehemiah was someone who worked for the king. He was the king's cupbearer. And he was really an amazing man. He looked around and he saw that the walls of Jerusalem had broken down, that there were holes everywhere, that all the gates had been burned and destroyed. And this broke his heart. And he really prayed about it. And he went to the king and he said, King, please will you let me take the Israelite people, the Jewish people, and then we can rebuild the walls of Jerusalem because it really breaks my heart to see it like that. And the king must have really liked Nehemiah because he agreed. And not only did he agree, he wrote him some letters to take with him so that he would be protected. And so the Israelites started to rebuild this wall, this wall that surrounded Jerusalem that was so important to them. And they started to rebuild it. But there were different tribes, different people all around who camped nearby, who lived nearby, who were really unimpressed with what was happening. They were really unhappy. They were jealous. They were angry. They just thought, well, the Israelites are going to get too big for their boots if their wall is built. So they decided to mock them. They decided to slander them. And they were like, you know, what you've got, those building materials are just rubble. What are you going to make the wall out of? It's rubbish. You're not going to do a good job. And they really got under the Israelite skin. And they said things like, you know, if a fox jumps on that wall, because of what you're making it with is so weak already, that wall is just going to topple over just by a little fox. So why are you even bothering to try? And Nehemiah, he just sort of carried on leading those men. And he was like, just ignore them. We're making a wall. Keep going, guys. He he really... Uh, enthused them and got them excited and they were so happy and it says in the Bible that they built it from their heart they wanted to do it they were so happy to be building the wall they did it from their heart and then the people around them were even more angry they were incensed by it and they said you know what you carry on building this wall and we are going to kill you we are going to come at you when you're not looking we're going to bring a sword and we're going to destroy you And they were scared. But Nehemiah said to them, don't be scared. What we're going to do is where the wall is low, where it's uh, at a low point, I'm going to put guards. So some of you guys are going to be guards. So he told them to carry a sword, spears and bows. And he said, you are going to protect the workers So there were men that continued working and there were men that were protecting the men that were working. And then there were some men who carried uh, the building materials and a sword as well. So they were kind of carrying the building materials to the wall, but protecting themselves with the sword. They were multitasking and all of them were working together. All of them were working to their strengths 
absolutely amazing. And they kept on going and they kept on going. They wanted to see it finished and they wanted to see it completed. But from verse 19 on, it says this. Then I said to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people, the work is extensive and spread out and we are widely separated from each other along the wall. Doesn't that sound familiar? That sounded so familiar to me. Like our work that we have got to do has to continue. The work is still extensive. It's just now it's spread out. Just like the men there, they felt separated and spread out from each other because some were guarding and some were building. But they learned to adapt. They learned to do it differently as they had to. And that's what we need to be doing because we are in times where we're having to constantly adapt and change the ways we do things because together, guys, we are stronger. And we are working extensively. We are continue to work extensively. And we are building together. We are all building together. And I just love that. It said that they worked hard and continuously with all their hearts to get the job done. And that's what we need to do. Work hard and continuously together to get the job done. And working with a, working together with a common goal is a strength. And the people under Nehemiah's command showed amazing adaptability, just like we are having to do in these times. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12, it says this, Though one can be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So one can be overpowered, two can defend themselves, but a cord of three cannot be broken. Guys, the more there are of us, the stronger we are. And, you know, sometimes we can be going through something on our own and we can feel very, very alone and isolated. We could be going through um, a type of a devastation, some pain, a really dark period, and we feel so alone. And we could feel like no one could ever possibly understand. And, you know, the worst thing you can say to a person when they're going through a really hard time is stay strong or be strong. Because that person may just about be getting out of bed in the morning. So rather than saying that, say to them, or maybe just call them up and be willing to get into the darkness with them, get into the devastation and the pain with them. Now, telling someone to stay strong is a little bit like telling the Incredible Hulk to calm down. It never works. Loz sometimes tells me to calm down when I'm at my most frustrated and it has the absolute opposite effect. It never helps me to calm down. There is a quote that says, individually, we are a drop, but together we are an ocean. And I love that. I think that's a great quote because one drop of water 
is not going to scare me. In fact, many drops of water together are not going to scare me. In fact, if it rains and it's been really hot like it has been recently, I will go and stand in the rain and just enjoy all those drops of water. But if someone flung me in the ocean, as has happened to me before, I'm literally terrified because that is a massive body of water and it can feel overwhelming. So on our own, we're just one drop, but together, guys, we make an ocean, a strong body of water altogether. We are together in this. We are together. We celebrate together in good times and we pull together in bad times. What could be better than that? Together we are stronger. We find strength in each other when we feel that we have none. And finally, the final verse. In Matthew 18, verse 20, it says, For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Isn't that so comforting? Where two or three gather in Jesus' name, he is there with them. Continue to have your online prayer meetings. Continue to have those phone calls where you call each other up for just a a bit of advice and a chat. Because Jesus said, wherever there is two or three gathered in my name, I'm there with you. How can anything be stronger than that? So I'm going to now pray and I'm just going to thank God for this time together. So Father God, I just want to thank you so much that together we are stronger. That together we can make such a huge difference in a way that we can't when we are alone. Father, help us to remember to learn to adapt and to change as the times and the seasons change around us. Bless everybody that has been here this morning. Keep them safe, Father. Amen. Have a really great day, guys.